Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to share a special offer for our listeners, and it's called the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle. Hun, real quick, tell just a little bit about it before we get into the podcast. Yeah, the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle consists of four of my most popular programs and teaching packages combined. You get Christian Wife University, the Wisdom for Wives online conference, Five Days to a Better Marriage eCourse, Communication and Marriage Workshop, and a complimentary three-day, two-night stay in a deluxe hotel at any one of 50 locations in the U.S. Wait for it. For only $97. $97. Nice. You can find out more at jolienangle.com forward slash makeover. Now, while everyone's considering this opportunity to strengthen their marriage, uh, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. And then we'll have more information about this package at the end of the episode. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. And we are in a series right now. What's our series about? It's called Proverbs for Couples. Proverbs for Couples. Proverbs is so great, isn't it? I love the book. Okay. I love it. So today, uh, what's our topic? Well, it's a subtopic to how to communicate in marriage. We, we launched that. That was our first one. And as we were kind of unpacking that teaching, we talked about just the words we use, and then we kind of uncovered other issues in communication right. problems. Right. And one of those is how to resolve conflict. So that is today's topic, how to resolve conflict in marriage, but it is part of the communication. Absolutely. And we help a lot of couples do that, resolving right. conflict. Right. So let's, uh, I mean, where does that go? I mean, couples are at odds all the time. Yes. Right? Yes. Not all couples, but many couples are many at couples odds. Are. Christian couples are at odds. They're, they have conflict. And uh, I guess I wanna, what I want to do is start with some of the things that they should not do. Okay. And we touched on this a little bit before. But if you're going to communicate with your spouse, the first thing you cannot do is say you. Right. Okay. You cannot blame. And what I want to encourage everyone to do, and we teach wait, this. Wait, wait, wait. So we, you, you, you can't resolve conflict. I can't resolve conflict in my marriage if I blame you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you can, <laughs> but that's but not going to resolve conflict. The conflict won't be resolved. No. Okay, so it's an ineffective way to re- resolve conflict. Yet it's what everyone does. Right. Okay, so you know? note to self, don't blame because it doesn't work. Right, right. Okay, simple concept, so right? So instead of blaming... I want them to learn to use phrases like, I feel, okay? Let's just, everyone out there, I don't care where you're at, just say, I feel. I feel. Okay? Now, when you have something against your partner, your wife or your husband, instead of saying, you wronged me, go and say, hey, I just want to talk to you about this, and this is how I feel, or this is how this makes me feel. Okay, because now you're putting the weight on yourself Uh rather than the weight on someone else and ask them 
if they understand that. And they might not, but ask them to understand. You have to find out if they're with you. Do you get do you understand what I'm saying? Am I being clear? This is not an attack on you. So let me ask you this question. Should I have this conversation with you when we're in a heated argument? It depends on if you can calm it down. If you can't, if cal- I can't diffuse it, if you can't calm it down, then you need to separate for a while. Okay. And he, and here's the deal. You need to tell them what's going on. Look, we're both hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm really mad at you. I want to punch you in the head. I'm going to get a donut okay? later. <laughs> okay. And you just say, hey, I need 15 minutes. I need half an hour. I need an hour to calm down. I got to go into my safe zone. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I don't want to talk to you about this. Right. I just need that time. And I think we would be more productive if we did that. Would you agree? Can we do that? Can I talk to you about this in an hour? Right. So here's what I would recommend. Some of these things that we're going to discuss in the podcast would be a phenomenal list of things to discuss with your spouse on a date night when there is no argument or hot issue that needs to have a conversation. That's an excellent point. So when there is no argument or conflict, talk about how you will treat each other during an argument or conflict. Right. Okay? So it's and a preventative. Right. And don't bring up, well, when you d- you did yes. this and you did... No, don't go there. Well, okay? really, but- it's... what what What's happening is you're developing kind of like a mission statement as a couple of this is how we will engage in communication. This is how we will agree to resolve conflict. And you're doing it at a time when you're not at odds. Every functioning group needs some sort of guidelines as how but to function. But they're the bylaws. You can make the bylaws for uh, they, how to engage. Right. I mean, what if what if we're all driving and we just decided on our own rules when we came to an intersection? Right. It would okay? be chaos. I mean, we've set up some rules that if it's a stop sign, you stop. Okay. If it's a yellow light, you're supposed to have caution. Okay. Everyone's agreed on those rules. Okay. So if you can agree on rules then you're already ahead of the game. Now, it, it doesn't mean that you will, it'll be easy to follow those to start with. Right. But well, even, especially if the habits are bad to begin with. Right. So you have to break habits. But even even write down the rules. Okay. Oh, well, or, here's what's so and, funny. And I won't call them rules. Let's call them guidelines or boundaries. Well, or, but, but let me back up for a little bit, okay? bit. Because when I was a young mom and I'm raising these little, you know, darling two and four-year-olds, we had rules. Right. Okay? It's like, if you do this, this is the consequence. Now, now I'm not going to say as a couple that you have the consequences, but there was an outline, per se, of how you're going to govern the children. Right. Okay? But for some reason, the husband and wife don't sit down and have, like, a guideline of how are we going to talk about, you know, some of the tough issues or when I get hurt, because you just automatically go into default. You go into default mode. And how you were raised, how you saw your parents engage in arguments and so forth is pretty much how you're going to do it as a couple. Right. Okay. So why is it okay if mom creates a little chart of what, you know, Junior and and Sally, you know, have to do, but you wouldn't sit down as a couple saying, hey, what do you think about this? Because it's a preventative measure to make your marriage better. Of course. And everyone has some sort of organization in some part of their life. 
Hey, I organized my Tupperware, but don't ask me to organize the communication in my marriage because that would just seem absurd, (laughs) right? Right. I mean, you go out in the garage, the guy has has all the wrenches in one place, right? And all the screwdrivers in another place. So they're always reacting and responding in the negative. Okay, so hon, why can't we do that? Why can't we put the wrenches and the screwdrivers and the Tupperware why can't we do I'll tell that you why. in our communication? I'll tell you why. why. Here's why. As a wife, this is how I look at it. Because again, I go back to, I'm that young bride, new believer. Okay. And I see it says that the husband's the head of the home. So I'm thinking, okay, husband, when are you going to step up and lead? When are you going to come to me with a guideline on how we should communicate? Okay. And here's the husband's side of that. I'm new at this. No one's taught me this. I read it in the Bible. That's about all I know about it. Right. So I need your help. Okay. And husbands say, look, if you go to your wife and say, I want to lead, I don't know how to do it very well. I need your help. Uh, I'm willing to do it, but I need your help because we are one. Okay. She's going to have a different viewpoint towards you rather than a more critical viewpoint. Absolutely. At least I believe. Well, and we we were designed to be the helper, little H, not capital H. Capital H is the Holy Spirit. Right. Helper. Right. So here's what I want the wife to hear, you know. It is okay to go to your husband to be that helper, to be the cultivator of the relationship. I'm constantly using that term, the cultivator of the relationship, because I want wives to realize that they don't have to take a back seat to their marriage, expecting that their husband is going to come in with all this grandiose vision of a biblical marriage, okay? Because Adam was alone. He needed a woman, okay? Right. That God designed the wife to be the, the one to come alongside and say, what do you think about this? You know, how about that? I mean, we, we're more gifted in the relational skills than the husband. Now, not always, but for the most part, The female gender is more relational. You're designed for relationships. Right. Now, unless you were kind of raised by wolves, kind of like in my situation, you're defunct at relationships. Okay. But you've learned. But I've learned. And so I want that wife to feel like, hey, you know, this is the marriage that God has blessed me with. And this is the man. And if I could help him, I mean, what man wouldn't want to know that, you know, there are some... Um, ways to go about in communicating and resolving conflict in their marriage. I mean, who wouldn't raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm for that? Because there is conflict. In every marriage, there's conflict. In my marriage, I want about three minutes of conflict, not three hours. Big difference there. And you know what? Because I want to resolve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, this may be stupid, and this is my own little idiosyncrasy here, but I hate the term, especially in the church, of learn how to fight fair. Oh, okay? yeah. I don't because, like that. Because you aren't to fight. This is not, you know, learn how to fight fair. That's stupid. That's the world's viewpoint. Yeah. Okay? Learn how to resolve conflict or, or differences. Or learn how to act like Jesus. That's right. <laughs> you know, That's when there right. is conflict. Okay? Right. Because frankly, if I'm going to fight, I ain't fighting fair. Okay? No. And and the fighting fair gives the impression that we're a team. Okay, now don't even get me started on that. The whole team thing. I don't read that in the Bible. Show me the verse in the Bible that says you and your husband are a team. No, it says that we're one. Okay. So the fighting fair baloney is another way that Satan just kind of gets in and and starts to create these little tears into the marriage. And he uses different words that now gives you the right to 
fight. Right. No, you don't have the right to fight. Stop fighting. Right. Be <laughs> Learn to love the way that Jesus does. Le- learn to communicate the way that Jesus does. Now, obviously, if there's issues in the marriage, you go to that person. Hey, I was offended by this. That's a biblical principle. Matthew 18, if you're offended by your brother, you go to them. And it doesn't say, point your finger and say, you did this to me. Right. I was offended. You look at the plank in your own eye. Yes. And so it comes back to, this is how I feel. This is what's going on with me. Okay. Now, someone who loves you might say, hey, okay, I'm sorry about that. I didn't want you to feel that way. They might be totally belligerent and say, well, tough luck. That's your own problem. Right. Okay, uh, but you can you you have a much better opportunity to approach them that way than to go up and say you did this and you always do this. Well, let's look at Proverbs fifteen one. It says a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. So I, if I come at you with some boxing gloves on in my mind, those are harsh words. Those are harsh words. I'm looking for a throwdown, and I'm not losing. Okay, in my mind. That's how I'm coming at you. Okay, and that will, it, it, it will never go over well. You think I would lose? <laughs> right. That's just Because you're it. not looking to lose either. That's right. You know, neither, neither party is looking to lose because, you know, our pride's there. Our name is there. Our, we have to stand up for our rights. You know, but it, it's a lot harder <laughs> to punch someone when they put down their hands and they sit down in a chair. Okay. Well, let's uh, okay. rather than standing up and putting their fists up. Okay, if someone sits down in a chair and puts down their hands, say, "I'm not fighting." What you, you want to walk up and punch them? Okay, you you might still be angry, but it's much harder to attack someone that way because you just feel foolish. You feel stupid. Well, and let's go to the root issue of what why the argument. Okay, why the conflict? Here's the root issue. J- James four one. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Okay. Selfishness. Self. Yes. So when I'm at odds with you, which I don't, I don't like being at odds with you. Okay. Because right. I'm not representing Jesus or I'm thinking, what's up with you? Wh- well, why are you off? The selfishness says it's me. It's my rights. It's what I want. It's. I need to be number one. I need to be respected. I need... Now, under, obviously, I want to be respected. But for me to stand <laughs> so up... So you're going to co- coerce me. Yeah. You're going to spiritually bully me. Right. Like, that's going to work. For me to stand up and demand respect and, and force and and contend to be respected. Or I'd, to laugh. Be, you know, I'd laugh. I'd laugh. And course. I'd then probably walk out. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I would, because I'm like, that's not working. Use a different tactic. Right, but that's what people do. Right. Okay, me, 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 me. Try turning that around and saying, hey, how can I help her feel better? How is she hurt? Okay, and the same for the wives. How is he hurt? Okay, just because he's, just because he's six foot four and, you know, 280 pounds and he can bite off nails doesn't mean that he doesn't get hurt. He gets hurt. He gets hurt. He just shows it in a totally different way than the wife does. Right. Totally different way. I mean, again, if he's checked out or he's harsh, it's because there's there's things that aren't taking place in the marriage. You know, either the respect's not there um, or she's she's just coming at him all the time and the house is filled with strife, you know? 
And if you were always like that, if you were always coming at me, always complaining about something with me, it's just like, I'd never want to be home because the home is filled with strife. We've given advice uh, in the past. uh, Let's say that a man is upset or angry at the wife. Okay. Yep. It would be real simple for the wife to just do a couple things. And this is what you do. You say, hey, hon, how can I help you today? And when he brings up something that is not sinful, you say, that sounds like a great idea. If a gal just, and then if she threw in a few, you know what? You're a great husband. You could bring that guy around so fast with that type of treatment rather than, hey, you're such a lousy guy. You don't make enough money. You don't spend enough time with the family. You watch too much TV. You're playing too many video games. You know, I have to do all the finances. Okay. That doesn't bring him closer. No, no. Well, let's look at, uh, let's look at some other verses here in Proverbs of resolving conflict, diffusing, um, the wrath and, and anger. Again, I'm never, ever, ever talking about abuse in marriage. This is typical marital conflict issues that couples have. Right. If, if you're abused, go to the police. Yeah. That's all we're going to say on that. File the report. Right. You know, hopefully he'll get thrown in jail. Or she. You right. know, she's, anyways. Uh, Proverbs 16, 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So for me as a wife, I have to examine myself in the heat of an argument. The last thing I want to do is be humble. So the great question to ask yourself in that situation is, is what I'm saying right now or how I'm saying it, is that pleasing to the Lord? Right, right. Nine times out of 10, they're not. Or probably 10 times out of 10. It's really, it's not. I mean, but if it was, uh, the other person would come around. Right. Um, Proverbs 17, 9, love prof- prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. And so one of the things that we, we teach couples is, do you know your script? Because conflict comes. Feelings get hurt. And when and when I'm talking to the wife, you know, it's just like you have to let him know that you were hurt by this. You know, I was hurt by this. This is, you know, my feeling. I felt this way. Well, and, and the she, husband's response would be, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And vice versa. Right. Okay. Because those are biblical steps to resolving the issues. Okay. So let's say that again. Everyone repeat after me. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. Will you forgive will me? Will you forgive me? <laughs> Be- I mean, simple, simple. Right? Well, but I, hey, but wait a minute. I don't really feel that. It doesn't matter if you <laughs> feel it. Okay. The Bible, we, as believers, we're not called to feel something. Okay. Right. We're not, we're called to obedience. Yeah. It's a simple message, the gospel message. message. This is what Jesus said follow me. Right. <laughs> and okay. if you love me, you'll, you'll do you'll, my commandments. You'll obey me. And, yeah. and how many, how many people, don't obey his word. Right. Because Yet the, the word gives life. The actions come first and then the feelings right. follow. Right. Okay? But I don't love her and I'm not sorry. Or I don't love him and I'm not sorry. Okay. okay. Then you have to really ask yourself, who is the Lord of your life? Right. If but that's Je- another podcast. If Jesus is not the Lord, then you're lost already. We can't help you. Right. Well, but they could be saved. They have fire insurance. They're going to heaven, but Jesus is not the Lord of their life. Okay, so that's a great Anyways. conversation. We'll have that sometime. Some other time. Okay, here's another one. Proverbs 17, 1. Better is a dry morsel with quietness 
than a house full of feasting with strife. So if your house is filled with strife, look to undo it. Have that conversation with your spouse and, and go out on that date. And if you can't afford to go sit on a park bench somewhere, watch your kids play on the playground and then ask, what kind of marriage do you want? Well, and that verse sets up priorities. Yes. Okay? It's a great verse. Because, you know, if you just talk about the verse itself, talks about feasting with strife, a, a dry morsel is better. A dry morsel with what? What does it say? Quietness. With quietness. Okay. So, so basically, you got some dried piece of jerky to eat, but you have peace in the house versus big parties and big celebrations but big big expenses animosity and and strives strifes okay so so set those priorities okay and set those priorities in your home okay just on a side note you know how many times do we clean up the house for a guest yeah uh, but we don't do it for for our own family our own spouse and that sort of thing i can remember as a kid when we'd have family over for i don't know holiday stuff and i had a parent who would go into a full-blown fit of rage to get the home right and i'm like well who's coming over oh and i was told who was coming over and i'm like well so are they like the queen of england or something no it was just like an aunt but they wanted to portray our life to look a certain way where I'm thinking this is all just a big fat farce and we're not really like this. So it bothered me that a mask was put on. And priorities were out of order. Yes. So again, it goes back to what kind of atmosphere are you sitting, setting in your home? Are you kinder to others than, than you are to your spouse? And then when you do have conflict... Are you reverting back to how your parents dealt with it? Are you seeking wisdom to do some of the ways that God would have you do it? Or do you have to win the fight? Well, and and let's let's talk about I lost my train of thought. I'm losing my mind. That well, that's all right. So we talked about priorities. So here's what I would do: if you're in a home where there's a oh, lot of conflict, I know what I wanted to say. Okay, let's say there isn't a conflict right now. There will be. Okay, but let's say there's not. Okay. Okay, but there's still resentment from past conflicts. Okay. Yep. A lot of times that resentment fuels uh, future conflicts, or there wouldn't even be those conflicts if it wasn't from the past conflicts. You have to go back and forgive both of you. You have to commit to forgive because if you don't, you're not going to fix it. You're going to continue on. And that's the Proverbs that I talked about. Proverbs 17, 9. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. So if you have unresolved conflict and that has festered in your heart, made your heart hard, Okay, which is certainly possible because you've gone years and years and years. You don't know how to resolve the conflict. It's just fallen on deaf ears that you're like, why bother? But then you got tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day. And here's the bottom line. What what type of marriage do you want to cultivate? Okay, because God gives you a new day every day. And you might have to go back and say, I was really hurt over these things. You know, I want to move on. Do you want to move on? A lot of times a wife, if she just asks a husband questions, is this the type of marriage that, that you want? Do you want to stay at this level? You right. know, 
Do you want more? Do you want a better way to deal with um, our arguments when we have them? I mean, you could just say, hey, we aren't, we don't act like friends, but we've been here for a long time. And obviously neither one of us has decided to go someplace else. Wouldn't it be good if we were friends? I right. Mean, and usually I see the wife having to do that. Okay. Because again, she's more of the relational one. And I think, and I think that men probably have way more pride going on than a woman. Not always, but I think. Right. Well, men will check out. They'll just check out. So. And do they check out because they they don't know how to draw her close. They don't. They're just tired of putting up with. They're just tired of it. I'd, I'd rather go far off. I'd rather spend time in the garage. I'd rather be away. I'd rather just ignore it than. Resolve it. Resolve it. Right. Because okay, I would think that a woman is more apt to want to resolve it. I'm sure she is. Absolutely. So, so if that is you as a wife listening and you have, you know, contentions in your marriage, strife or some unresolved stuff, I would invite him out on a date, okay? I would set a very sweet atmosphere to have some of those conversations. And if you don't have enough self-control, certainly go to a restaurant so you you don't get into an argument, okay? Well, and here's the deal. You can talk with other people without getting into an argument. Why can't you talk with each other? It's because there's hurt there. There's hurt, which is a different, that is a different episode. That is the, the vulnerable right. one. Right. But you could, you could say to your spouse, hey, isn't this interesting that we can get along with other people, but we can't get along with each other? Obviously, we both have some hurt. Right. So what do you want, husband? Do you want a better relationship? And you might look at me and say, what? You might be like, no, because you're afraid. Right. I'm afraid you're going to like hit me with a hammer again. Okay. Or... You are hopeless, thinking there. I I don't see anything changing, okay? Because in our human nature, I think we think that, right? You know, there's no hope there. That's how the enemy wants us to think that. Oh, you've been down this road again. You're going to try and fix it again, right? So as believers, you have to rid your mind of all that garbage that the enemy has told you through the world, and you got to go back to the Bible. You have to go back to the Bible, and you have to ask yourself every time you have an attitude. Is this a biblical attitude or is this? And even if you don't know the word, when I didn't know the word, I'm like, okay, I just didn't didn't see Jesus acting like this, you know? And then I'd have the Holy Spirit saying, stop running your mouth, shut it. You have a conscience. (laughs) Right. Right. So I think some of those simple conversations to have is, do you want a better marriage? Do you want to resolve the conflict a little bit better? Hey, what do you think about this? If we kind of have some rules of engagement of resolving the conflict. And what do you think about getting out of the conflict as quick as possible? Because who wants to be in a home filled with strife for three hours, you know, after each argument? I knew early on, I'm like, this is not how I want it to be. So I sought out the scriptures to give me you really the tools to engage with you. Okay, did my flesh like it? No, because I hate humility. I love it on, you know, someone else. Right. But so, I don't want to do the hard work to get there. Seek the word, uh, set some guidelines, agree on some guidelines. I would even make a really cute thing, like if you're all into some Pinterest art or something, but kind of draft up some rules of engagement you could you could write out in this house we do not swear at each other in this house 
we do not raise our voice in this right. house and just make it some, something fun. People will walk in and go, wow, that's really neat. I like that. Right. And you might have to put it front and center. I mean, you might. it might have to be in every single bathroom mirror, depending on the severity of right. where the, the tension is because, in home. Because you have to agree on those standards. You have to seek the Lord. And you have to change attitudes and actions. Okay? A lot of times you might, you've had bad habits for a very long time. Right. Okay? And so you have to be conscious and deliberate about changing actions and attitudes. Well, and if you focus on the Lord, you focus on the Word of God, your feelings will follow. But the problem is we focus more on our feelings. Right. And us. Right. Me, me, me. I look in the so mirror and go, there's... maybe I might even go so far, but don't hold me to it. But I might even go so far to like do a little rules of engagement for our family, kind of give to give the wife... Most likely, it's a, a woman listening to this to to give her that launching um, pad to create her own for her own family. And for me, my transformation in life always, always, always comes from the Word of God. It always that that is what I have to hold on to in my mind. That's a great idea. You mean now or later? You'll do well, that. Well, by the time the podcast airs, there might I might have something on my site. So, you know. It's not hard to type up a bunch of I get scripture. It. So you can do that. Let's go through some of them right now. Okay. Okay. We're not going to swear at each other. We're not going to swear at each other. We we will never mention divorce okay. to each other. Okay. We don't raise our voices. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't slam doors. Right. Right. What else? We don't say you. Right. Okay. I feel. I feel. We, we have our script of, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Okay. okay. And I've raised my boys on that. Right. My boys have been raised up on that, and it's so interesting because I've read different, differing views on that, how women will say, I won't make my kids, and I knew moms like this, I won't make my kid apologize until he feels it. And I'm like, wow, that's something. It, mind you, coming from a believer, a, a friend of mine, and I'm thinking... Let, let me tell you, that's absolutely <laughs> wrong, okay? That's absolutely wrong. Teach the action. Right. Teach the action. Get the kids in the habit of having that action and then you can have their attitude follow. But if you're waiting for the attitude, you know, teach the action. I see my kids today and I'm thinking, wow, you know, they, they are able to forgive really, really quick, real quick because of how they were raised up. You know, they're not, I mean, I had a lot of undoing because, you know, what I saw in my home is to respond in your emotions. Right. Anyways. So know your script of, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And forgive. Yes. I mean. It's a choice. Look, and it's like, you know, it's really Forgiveness is a choice. It, it, you know, you could say, oh, well, it's a feeling, but that's not biblical. Right. Right. And look, you can forgive, but it doesn't mean you don't have standards. It doesn't, and it doesn't mean you forget. Right. Okay. They're not the same. That's the whole point. So it doesn't mean that. Oh, she forgave me, so I can go back and just slap her tomorrow. Uh Uh-uh. You know, it doesn't work that way. Have some standards. And, I mean, we just mentioned several standards right there. Right. Of how we treat each other. Have a soft word. Soft word. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Right. Right? So you might say, hey, I don't care what type of work I do. Uh, We're going to not go to bed Unless we resolve this. Well, and you might not have an answer to the problem, but you make sure that your hearts are at least knit back together. 
Like you and I might not be able to solve the issue at hand, but we're not at odds. Okay. Uh, But always the conflicts are always, I was hurt. Yes. I mean. I was hurt or I don't agree with your position. I don't agree with your position. For example, as a wife, you want to do A and I think you should do B. Okay. For the family. And it's just like, well, I don't agree with A. Okay. So here's the deal. And we're going outside this, but here's the deal. Am I in sin? No. If I'm not in sin. But there's so much more to it than that. What do you in, mean? In a wife's mind, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, but there's not, there's I, not yes. more to that in the Bible. I understand that, which again, this is that's another, that's and, another topic right, for a different there's day. There's so much freedom in that. But, yes, but there's also an awful lot of fear. I get it. Which is another level of... Um, being a woman and following the lead of a husband, it's just like, you're crazy. I don't want to follow you. I don't, I don't believe in you. I don't trust you. You're going to make poor decisions. Well, but anyways, right, different, different right, episode. Right. So, so those are some of the, the rules that we set up. Uh, I set up another one. You would use a term that you would say, I'm done. Right. Okay. For us, for me, I'm done. I didn't like that. That was too close to divorce. Okay, you didn't mean it that way. No, you meant I'm done with this conversation. I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> okay, but I had to say, I had to say that uh, you can't say you're done. Use different words because right. that doesn't sit well with me. Well, and then other things that I would say to you in the midst of a disagreement is don't raise your voice, and you're just like thinking I'm not raising my voice. Okay, but to me, the tone, the tone was too harsh or too sharp, or it made me feel emotionally um, disconnected and at odds that it's just like, it's too much, you know, just kind of based on what I've come from that it's just like, you need to really tone it down. Right. Those, those guidelines alone right there are great guidelines if they could follow some of those. Right. Simple ones. We'll give them a, a launching pad, but I think that this should give them the direction of how to biblically resolve some conflict, uh, because there will be conflict. You are two imperfect sinners in your home, living together. You're not going to see eye to eye on everything. Um, misunderstandings will take place. Miscommunication will take place. And then you have an adversary of your marriage. Well, and, and here's what's really interesting. You know, when the cop pulls you over, normally you don't turn to him and curse at him. Okay? <laughs> Hopefully not. Or or be rude to him because there's an authority there. Okay? So as you're dealing with your spouse, you have to realize that the authority of God is right there. Right. Okay? Right. Uh, in as much as you do it to the very least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. So you have to... Look at that situation as if God, the authority, is right there. Right, right. Who, who is the Lord of your life? And what kind of marriage do you want to build? Those are the kind of things that, those two things are what kind of drives me as to why I do what I do. Who's the Lord of my life? And what kind of marriage do I want to build? You know, so that puts me in a position where I don't feel like I just have to go along for the ride. Right. Anyways, right. so those are my thoughts. They're great thoughts as usual. Thanks, love. I'm Jolene Engel at JoleneEngel.com. 
And I'm Eric Engel. You can find me at ericandjolene.com. Until next time.